Hi, welcome to the Scuttlebutt Podcast. I'm Rich Mellon from Trapping Inc. TV. And I'm Sandy, and we are once again in the cabin at our trap line, and our special guest today is Ryan Swart from South Africa. Ryan is the son of, um, of Guy Swart, who we go hunting in South Africa with o- all the time. Owner of Wild Horizons. Yep. I want to just point out that it's July and it's very warm, and we started to do this outside, but uh, the wind got to us. The wind did get to us, yeah. and we wanted to do it outside because Ryan said he's looking distinctly Canadian, <laughs> meaning that he's looking rather peaked, and, uh, and so little... we wanted to give him a chance to sit in the sun. <laughs> he's, he's a little bit afraid that, that he's... Uh... <laughs> Pale. Yeah, yeah, that's so funny. He says, "Jeez, he says, he says this country. He says already. He says now it's only twenty-two degrees today and about seventy degrees Fahrenheit. And he says, he says it's hot. Yeah, not used to be wearing a hoodie and that. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you've acclimatized very well. Yeah, I know. But you've been here since March, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, not here, here, but been in Canada. In since Canada, March. yeah. Uh, lived over on the island, on Vancouver Island, for right. a yeah. bit of time with some friends of ours. Yeah. Looked after their place while they came to Africa with us. Yeah. So yeah. it's been kind of a little bit of a this. Yeah. So it's been yeah. fun. Well, what we did, this is wood weekend. This is wood weekend at the cabin. So we put up our wood for, for the winter. And uh, we, I don't know, uh, we busted did three, four cords of wood. Yeah. Cut, cut and hauled yesterday, split most of it yesterday, split the rest of it today. It's a new experience for you. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Because most of uh, the wood used in, in South Africa is for a braai or a barbecue. They, yeah, they so use... it's uh, cooking fuel. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And very little heating goes on there, like in a, inside of a building. Yeah, that's right, especially with wood fires. Yeah, yeah. very little. Yeah. So the chainsaw Only when is... the Canadians come to town is there <laughs> yeah. wood inside for heating. Yeah, yeah Sandy was holding wood <laughs> inside the building constantly in Africa. Yeah. Very good at it. So the chainsaw was a whole new experience? For me it was, yeah. 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 What do you think of that? Much easier than a machete <laughs> and much easier than an axe for sure. Yeah. <laughs> They're a little terrifying, aren't they? Uh, they can be, yeah. They, they make they make a lot of noise, and and to begin with, you you're scared of everything that's going on. I, yeah. I, I know, I've uh, I'm quite used to the, the level of saw we use now, but whenever I pick up a like a professional uh, a speed saw or something, right. those things are hitting like eleven thousand, fifteen thousand RPM, and they are frightening. You know, you just it scares the hell out of you. What happens if there if there was a kickback or whatever, right? So I know I can imagine the first time of holding one in your hands, that, yeah, which yeah. was yesterday. Yeah, I think the yeah. scary thing is how comfortable you become with them so quickly. Yeah, yeah. You just got to keep watching that blade, dancing yeah. around it. Yeah. Well, and like I said, I'm the worst one to show you because I've been doing it for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm counting here. I bet uh, I bet you I've been running a chainsaw for 45, 48 years. Goodness. Yeah. So I I I have a lot of bad habits. Yeah. You don't want yeah. you don't want to learn those those bad habits, but it, uh, it it is a heck of a tool. Yeah. Like you get a lot of work done. It in makes it work easy for sure. Yeah. 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 And what about the wood splitter? Wood splitter is impressive. I must yeah. say it uh, goes through that wood like nothing, and to do that all with an axe would just take so long. Oh, yeah. So. Even we did the the final. There's a stump about like this. That was the on the on the biggest one I took. And uh, it was there was no knots or anything down there, right? That's all clean, straight grain. But he, or you think it is, but tough. Yeah. Man, I mean, it was. But we went literally. You you helped me 
or I helped you or whatever, but because uh, it was so big to wrestle it around on top of that uh, that splitter. We went from the first split to to uh, to taking a picture with it all piled again back on the wood splitter in four minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we bought, there was about two minutes worth of splitting. It's just amazing how fast it was yeah. and, and and the way it makes up the work. Yeah, it's slick, very wow. slick. Uh, and you know, you, you you do it this time of the year. It gives it another hmm, three months, three months of curing and drying. It's probably generous. I'm pretty <laughs> sure we're going to be heating before the end of October. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but what we've got is, out here is uh, is pine beetle kill. It's uh, beetle killed uh, pine wood, and what that is is uh, Alberta now has uh, pine beetles in it, and it, they attack the pine. And what happened was they, they blew over the over the mountains during one freak storm, the way things usually happen. Kind of like how Florida got uh, ended up with pythons. You know, it was a freak storm that blew them north out of the out of the uh, uh, Caribbean. Okay. Okay. Well, we ended up with pine beetles, and they got rabbit holes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they and they and they got pythons. Yeah. Um, but we we end up with this, and, the, and it kills the the. Um, the pine it doesn't produce like it's not great wood but it, it does stay standing for a while mm-hmm. and then once yeah. it, once you split it it, it cures up yeah. and becomes really good wood yeah, yeah. but yeah. it's not the beetle that kills the pine eh? no. it, it introduces a fungus well I, I, and yeah, i'm not sure whether the fungus the, i'm not sure whether it introduces a fungus or its penetration allows mm-hmm. the fungus i'm not sure how it works but it's you can see there's a blue ring on the wood and that's yeah. the yeah. fungus that actually kills and the that's what kills the tree yeah, yeah. Yeah. But they, uh, if they fall down, then uh, and they've been there for any length of time, they're not worth anything. No, no. Um, but if you can get them still standing, then yeah, yeah. or shortly after they fall. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, what happens? I mean, this pine trees around here are growing the sand on the sand yeah. ridge. You notice <laughs> that, and where you have sand, you have ants. Yeah. And so that's the, that's what gets them is the ants start into this dead wood because right where it's it's funny, but right where the uh, uh, the ground and the, and the wood come together. It's always wet, or, or has the most moisture, and that's what the ants like. Is that is the, yeah. the wet wetter wood, even though it has to be dead. And they get in there, and then along comes the windstorm, and they all start to, to blow over and topple over. Yeah, but we did. And there's a-, a lot that have killed up there over the winter. Like we haven't been up there since last year to to yep. really get any wood. So this year we noticed a lot of the trees are have that. Um, characteristic red needles yeah. on them now which yeah. means that they're dead or dying so it's one of the difficulties of the whole pine beetle situation is that the trees are very very dead by the time you know it yeah because the the needles turn red yeah while the beetles have been in there have come back out and hatched and flown again yeah and we don't they even know long gone. And we mm-hmm. don't even know that the trees are dead mm-hmm. right yeah so one of the things that that's been, been going on is is the uh, forestry and that has been cutting those trees and, and burning them, which is kind of like closing the the gate after the horses out, right? Yeah, it just doesn't make but, any sense. However, it it is fuel for forest fires too, if you know, oh. because it's so if they live standing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So we just come back from South Africa, right? We just spent a month there on our, our third trip to South Africa, and we went hunting with with Ryan's dad. Yeah, Ryan here is a PH. Yeah, by trade. Yeah, by oh. trade. Yeah. No. So it... finished high school, and and that's a story. Um, but but uh, PH school yeah. is PH it... stands for professional hunter. Yeah. Correct. So that there's like that's no small effort, right? Well, it's uh, 
the the school that you go to is pretty much a finishing school for right. what you've done. So uh, you already know the field pretty well by the time you get to the school. Um, and it's just 12 days of hard graft, hard work. And uh, by the end of it, you are a professional hunter if you pass all the tests. Okay. Yeah. And, and how many tests are there? We do, there's two final exams. So it's a theory exam on everything that you learned and then right. a legal exam. So you know all the laws of hunting in the country. Right. Um, and then obviously we do shooting and gun competency on the range as well. And is there a... Is there a skinning component to it yeah, as well? Yeah, so we do a practical day. So on mm-hmm. the practical day, you actually go out and shoot an animal and bring it back and skin it for a full month. I never went to school like that. <laughs> yeah, make it, what a shame. Make it uh, all taxidermy ready. And, yeah. Yeah, that's our, that's our practical day. Yeah, and um, so Des, who works with your dad and with Clint yeah. Gower, who also works with your dad, um, he also went to professional hunting school That's with right. you. Yeah, him and I buddied yeah. up. Yeah. So when you go to the school, you, you buddy up. Uh, you always have a partner. Oh, okay. And Des and I were partners. Yeah. And Des is, uh, well, we've hunted with Des before. Yes. Uh, four years ago yeah. when we were in South Africa and then again this year. And really, he's just an outstanding, um, well, he was a tracker four years ago, but he's outstanding in, in terms of his competency, his yeah. knowledge yeah. of animals. In, in the field, he's his, great. Yeah. yeah. And just a really, really nice person. Yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's one of the things, though. I, uh, uh, PHs, professional hunters. Well, over here in, in Canada, they'd be guides or outfitters. And the difference is you guys have to be competent on so many levels. Like, I mean, you're entertainment and you're a cook and you are everything out yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. I, I was... Uh, and the, I don't know. The, the, the neat part was was how good you guys are at, at the entertainment part like to just to sit there and visit and that and talk yeah, yeah you'd think you'd run out of things to talk about after a while but <laughs> yeah and spending that amount of time with one person uh or a I mean, group of people i suppose yeah, you would too, think right? that uh your topics run dry but they don't uh remember we were talking about it the other day yeah. our ph is a stand-up comedian and a historian and a <laughs> biologist and a botanist and all kinds of things and they have to know their vehicle mechanics and everything about rifles and the field and it's uh it's more than just a professional hunter you have to be pretty qualified in more than one field well you're in the field all the time too right like i'm there's a a different hunting concession that we were on mandalay and we we'd never been there and that it's relatively new from you know but when you talk to clint or to ian or sean or any of them that have been there they know exactly where you know and then we just come up over this little rise and there's a dam over here and there's something you know and it's just really knowing the terrain and where the animals are gonna be and you know it's just they're they're vast areas yeah they are they're not small like that we're talking thousands of of uh hectares Hectares, yeah Mm -hmm. and there's 2.4 2.4 hectares to the acre. Yeah. Something no. like that. 2.2, Two, I think. 2.2 acres to the hectare. Pardon me. Yeah. Yeah, the, the hectare is much larger. What I think is so neat about your dad's operation and, and the the philosophy you guys have is that these are all wild animals. They're all mm-hmm. uh, breeding and, and carrying on naturally. Uh, naturally. Yeah. A lot yeah. of cases, these are working farm sheep and goat. Uh, and or, cattle. Uh, 
and cattle farms. Yeah. And so, and these, and the wild animals are just, are, are just there, right? They, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, they're just vast areas. Like, I mean, how big is that, the valley that Mandalay is in? It's a uh, 6,500 hectares. So that's about 12 or 1300 acres. Thousand. Thousand, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Thousand acres, but I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's gotta be, how long is it? Like that, that road through Mandalay? Oh, uh, I wouldn't even know. It's, it's long. It's yeah. a big it, valley. And it's, it's a not, valley. It, it's not really a, like in some places, it's not really a road. Well, we, we wouldn't track. consider most of it a road. <laughs> just a direction. Yeah. yeah. Would I be wrong to say it, it's, it's 14, 15 miles long? Uh, probably somewhere. Somewhere and, there. And, yeah. you know, from top of mountain to top of mountain. Oh, you can oh, add you more. You could add, you know, probably mm-hmm. that distance again. Yeah. 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 So just a huge area. Well, like if, if it's 12 miles by 12 miles, that's our trap line. Yeah. 144 square miles, you yeah. know what I mean? But it's, it, it's uh, one of the, the, the curious things about South Africa is the fact that they, um, they only measure distance on a flat. So when you go up and down these mountains and that, you actually have far greater amount of land. Yeah, so it would be, if we're talking about 6,500 hectares, that's mountain top to mountain top. It's yeah, not, not taking the, the relief of the land into consideration. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, we and we'd never been to Mandalay before. We'd never been to Kirby. We'd never been to uh, uh, a bunch of them, and they're all great, big, huge areas. Yeah, the, the animals, uh, you know, are fabulous. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, uh, part of our trip was we went first to Vic Falls. And well, we we tried to combine a little bit of tourism in with our with our trip. So, our friends who who met us there, we all met in Johannesburg, and we just landed. They'd been um, hunting for a few days already. And uh, we went up to Victoria Falls. It was just a spectacular um, visit up there. It was short, but there, I mean, there's not a lot to do. In well, Vic beyond falls. the falls, yeah. um, there's a few other things to do. The crocodile but, farm's a good time. Yes, anyone yeah. going to Victoria Falls <laughs> needs to go to the crocodile farm and hold a crocodile. I was too scared to do it. Now I regret it. Yeah, so, but you, you were the first one to feed crocodile. Yeah. Oh well. my God. <laughs> At the end, you go over their breeding pen, and the, some of them there, the male is 55 years old. It's hard to think of that, right? And he, he's uh, he's their major breeder. And these are huge, like uh, seven, 800 pounds, like just a giant uh, crocodile. And there's this bridge over top of this water, and the, the guy starts whistling, and all these crocodiles start stirring, and, and they go into the water. Well, then they have this pole. And on it is a is a cord, and there's a piece of wire at the end. And they uh, they harvest the the crocodiles there at two and a half to four years old for and meat and for skin. For meat mm-hmm. and for skin, yeah. yeah. And which is the best eating and, and the best skin because the skin isn't is hasn't been scarred or anything else. It's really really interesting. I, I love this stuff. I, I do. And so anyway, they, he gets some chunks of of, of uh, crocodile tail and. And you, you hold them over the side, and you, it's like chicken for crocodiles. <laughs> so here you go, chicken for crocodiles. And he shows us how to do it. And he says, you can pull it out of the way. And, and they jump up after, right? So he says, who wants to try that? And says, I don't know. So off she goes. And I've, I've got this all on film. But she goes over there, and, and she's jigging it like that. Well, the big old male comes. And he comes up, and he jumps. And I, I bet you he gets more than half of his body yeah. on the water. And those jaws go and it's like the clap of doom. Yep. You you cannot imagine that. <laughs> Whoop. <laughs> and you sh- you shriek. Nope. Like, you like can't a- imagine it until you're there. <laughs> you shriek. Guarantee. Like a girl. I did. Just a wee bit. I think everybody else in the group kind of shrieked like girls too. And there was oh. only two of us. 
was funny as heck. It was funny. But Victoria Falls, very historic. Um, what do they call it? The smoke that thunders? That's what the yeah. indigenous what, people call yeah. it. Drought. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, actually went on a um, cruise. You can cruise above Vic Falls on the river. On the Zambezi River. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But... I made sure that there were, they had an anchor on board. We're just on a pontoon boat, and you get within about 800 meters of the top of the falls. And you and just don't want to be swimming from there. No. Because the, the river is loaded with crocodiles and hippos. And hippos, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah. If you manage to get to the falls. <laughs> yeah. It, it, might, it might be the best part yeah. of your day. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? I, I couldn't get over it. You, you probably you, you knew this. Was that a hippo doesn't swim. It actually runs, runs along the bottom. Runs on the bottom of the truck, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's it's, crazy. Yeah. yeah, we've got lots of of. Uh, well, we didn't get we didn't take the video camera on the Zambezi, did we? I did, I did a little bit, but I I just used the uh, the Canon or the uh, Nikon, the big Nikon there. Oh yes, right. But yeah. we got all kinds of you know where a hippo rises up right beside you and yeah. looks at you. Shake that his little ears at you. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really. I mean, they look harmless. I don't think I'd want to get that close to them to find right. out, but they, well, they're uh, quite dangerous. It kills are they not? Uh, more animal. It, it kills more people in Africa than all other dangerous game combined. Is that you know, right? Yeah, yeah. And they're and not even dangerous game, the... are they? They're not one of the big five, are they? It's not one of the five, but it's considered dangerous game. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I just hmm. it's not something that we've ever uh, wanted to hunt, but they're really cool to see them up close. Very oh. cool. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and then we saw them out of the water because the next stage of our trip then was when we flew. So we spent a couple of days in Victoria Falls and then we flew back to Johannesburg where one of the other PHs, Ian Klopper, met us um, with a van. This is funny. Most... (laughs) Most of the vehicles in South Africa are standard transmissions, and Ian is not really good at an automatic transmission. So he was grateful to have arrived early in the day, got the van, and cruised around the parking garage trying to make sure that he knew how to drive an automatic. And and even at that, it was a little suspect when we were in the parking garage. Oh, the, the brakes were bad, yeah. No. Yeah, that was, uh, that so, was funny. So anyway, we... So Ian met us in Johannesburg, um, Terry and Anna, who were, were traveling with us, and Richard and I, and then we drove uh, to... Nielsprit. Nielsprit, and we, we picked up your Aunt Liz. Yeah. Yeah, Guy, and, guy arranged this. He arranged, yes. arranged this whole trip. The, yes. the, uh, yeah. And that's And that's a really cool thing, because Wild Horizon doesn't just cater to hunters. They cater to whoever wants to come to South Africa and yeah. experience whatever and they also he also arranged our trip to victoria falls Mm -hmm. as well while in country so it was really cool but your aunt liz uh, and her husband they spend a bit of time in kruger national park a lot of time yeah Yeah. because they're not very far away niels is is not very far away from kruger national park couple hour drive right so she joined us and was tour guide for for us and we really had a fun time up there oh man i mean the animals that you see and all in natural habitat and yeah. it's yeah. perimeter fenced only but how big is that park it's enormous yeah, i don't even know how big it is, but I, thought it is I, read, I thought i read once that it's larger than france or something like that it could be it's huge yeah. it's it, uh, that can't yeah. be right yeah that can't be right but and it's all the predators are 
self-fed and it's just yes. it's, a, it's an ecosystem on its own yeah. the whole park yeah and we saw some of that self-feeding yeah we did yeah, yeah. well a pride of lions had had killed a um a cape buffalo a cape a cow. buffalo cow yeah and yeah. well we think it was a cow we were, i could tell it was you, a cow you could not get out of you can't get out of your vehicle other than designated spots yeah which is for your safety as well as the animal safety, I suppose. <laughs> but anyway, um, there was a traffic jam around where they and it and they were kind enough to kill it not very far from the road. Yep. So there was a lot of people that, and it wasn't that busy. It was just before school break, yep. so um, it wasn't that busy in the park, relatively. So one of those places where we were allowed to get out of the yes. out of the vehicle was in the picnic areas, and then the. It's really cool. They have this. Um, you can rent a, a bry. Um, what's it called? Well, Scootlebry. Scootle. Scootle. Scootlebry. That was close. That was good. Yeah. Scootle. Scootle. Whatever. There you go. There's, there's my Afrikaans. That's me speaking Afrikaans. Nope, it isn't. <laughs> so, anyway, it's 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 kind of like a briquette. Uh, it's for briquettes. It would be like a habashi here here in uh, North America. We uh, stopped there, and, and, he, and I don't know, it's like $3 or something to rent one of those, wherever you're yeah. at. And we uh, set up the, the table. Well, <laughs> we, Liz caters like she... Um, like we were it, all like starving. Like Yeah, like and, we were starving waves yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't paying attention. There's all of us around this table. Like there's, there's, there's Six of us. Six of us around this table. And all of a sudden, somebody starts to yell, and we turn around, here comes a monkey. Um, blue bald monkeys are, are very, and yes, they do have blue balls. Yep. <laughs> it's hilarious, actually. Yep. <laughs> and that's that's the head man that's got the fluorescent blue balls. And yep. it's like, God, that's a that's a tough. Uh, they say the crown weighs heavy. I don't know. Uh, having blue balls is worse than the crown. <laughs> anyway. However, you digress. <laughs> I do digress. And we turn around, and here comes the monkey, and he gets up on the table, and you have um, one of those, um, those cello packs of... Uh, Cherry tomatoes. Cherry tomatoes. And he grabs the whole thing. It's never been open. And he's gone, right? And, up, and uh, they're so quick. Yeah, they're quick. Yeah. 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 And uh, he takes off and uh, up uh, the giant fig tree he goes. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you see all these other monkeys up the giant fig tree. They go, four minutes later, there's all these monkeys coming around. They're all chattering at us. They've all they've all got a cherry tomato in, in one at in each hand. One. And one in their mouth, right? It's yeah. like, <laughs> they yeah. got it open and they were eating. <laughs> Didn't take them long. No, but then we had um, also we had um, bushbuck. We yeah. had a, a female bushbuck and a little fawn. We're yeah. we're right next to our picnic table, yeah. and a um, well, you had an elephant in the camp, didn't you? Yeah, and a jackal yeah. though yeah. came through camp. No, uh, hyena. Oh, a hyena. 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 Yeah. Much worse than a jackal. Mm. Yeah, we seen a lot of hyenas. Yeah, there. the hyena just walked right through the park, and yeah. and we saw lots of them after that. But then we stayed in. Um, in a camp where uh, I can't, well, how many sleeping huts were there? I think there was four or five. Four or five, yeah. And each one there was, was a dining hut and a, and a yeah, cooking hut. Yep. And yeah. and so we had the whole camp to ourselves. Yeah. But Richard got up the. the well, first it was really funny. The we very, very first night we were there, and we we're all sitting around the bry. We we're getting cooking, and and uh, something starts dying loudly and horrifically outside the gate, <laughs> and like really bad, really bad. Everybody's looking around, and of course, if you're in Kruger Park, so you don't have a gun with you or anything, and it's like, gosh, I kind of wish I had a gun with me, and I said, ah, there's a fence around everything, it's all okay. 
So the next morning I get up first, you know, I'm, I walk out the back door and it's like, ooh, here's an elephant right there. And, and I'm thinking, a big elephant. A big bull elephant. <laughs> big bull elephant. And he's tearing trees apart and he's eating them and he's this eye about this big looking at me and then, huh, it must be just, the fence must be right there. Although I don't remember. And I walk over and he walks across the road and he's, he's inside the camp. Yeah. <laughs> he's inside the camp. She comes out and she says, what's going on? I says, look at that guy. Whoa! <laughs> He uh, looks at us and he ambles off, goes out. He'd broken, I don't know whether he broke well, in la- the night before or, or that morning. But... The fence was breached yeah. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but that is a, a, it's a, wow, it's a magnific- magnificent experience to be you know, there because you're so close. For as much as all the cool animals that we saw, like mm-hmm. the, the elephants and, and the, the Cape Buffalo, the giraffe, the, the lions, the hyena and all that. The birds were the cool part. Yeah, yeah they it's were. It's really pretty birds in that part of the yes. country. Yeah. Yes. Well, it wasn't yeah. even the pretty ones that I, well, like the giant hornbill was cool. Yeah. 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 And the uh, the quarry bustards. Those are cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they... And what's the one that's fluorescent when it flies? It's a smaller bird. Oh, it's probably roller. a roller, lilac-breasted yes, roller. the lilac-breasted yeah. roller. Well, there's diff- lots of different rollers and bee eaters there. Yeah. And then lots of raptors too. Yeah. Which is really cool. You have the yeah. big, the big was, eagles. and Yeah, we saw a fish eagle and we saw another eagle. What, what was the other eagle? I know you saw a batelier eagle. That was one of them. Yes. yes. Uh, you probably saw tawny eagles and marshall eagles. The marshall's got a white chest with brown spots on. and It's a, it's one of the big ones. Oh, you okay. generally yeah. see it when you're there. Yeah. Um, and the secretary bird. Yeah, Did secretary. we see that one too? Dogs, you're hitting the camera. Go lay down. Bed. Get on your bed. You're you banging it. <laughs> Yeah, his tail's wagging, and I'm watching the camera go. Well, the secretary's a terrestrial eagle. That's the one that stomps its feet, kills snakes by stomping on their heads. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, it kills all kinds of things. It's known for killing snakes, but kills mice and snakes. So we. So anyway, we spent a couple of days there too. Yeah. Three. Couple nights. A couple of nights, and and then we drove back to. uh, to Johannesburg and we got on a plane and, and flew to East London which is not far from where your folks live in yeah. Sinsa so then we spent a night in Sinsa and then we headed up to Mandalay yeah. spent several days up there oh, had lots we had some, of fun we're, you're going to see some TV programs about what we did there yeah. um, we're starting a, a second um, a second uh, TV series but uh, you shot an incredible Audad. Mm-hmm. You shot a spectacular kudu. Really nice kudu bull. Oh, yeah. 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 Very old. Mm-hmm. He had uh, huge white ivory tips. Yeah, really long. Yeah. And uh, and that was about four days. Four days to, for him. You had to nod for him, eh? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's really dense bush there mm-hmm. where they were, and we would. And I put my hip out while we were doing that. and it That's just, an age thing, you know. No, it's not. No, you just better be careful. <laughs> I got a witness here. You can't bury me. I, mean, I got a witness. <laughs> I have a long memory. Anyway, about four days for that. And then after we were done that, um, we drove up to the Kalahari. Yes, we went back uh, to the Kalahari. Yeah, and it just in a different location from where we were four years ago. We ended up being like right on the Botswana border. Like, yes. There was a couple times was my, cool. 
my cell phone says, welcome to Botswana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure our carrier said, uh, so you were in Botswana? And we said, no. <laughs> <laughs> and there we were hunting uh, Hemsbok. I wanted a Hemsbok really bad. And that's where they come from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's spectacular up there. Um, it's remarkable. We ate the Hemsbok I ended up shooting. We, we, we ate, and I got to tell you guys, um, it and Eland are the two drop dead best tasting uh, pun intended yeah <laughs> meat there is out there but what they eat there like i mean everything i mean they're, they're basically browsers up there because there's the, there's no grass it hadn't rained in how many years uh about three years i think yeah. they said or maybe three years more. and so it's they're living off thorns and stuff like that and still spectacular meat yeah and in, in in great condition, it was it was an awesome. And hunt. you got a really nice pool. Yeah, that was a huge pool. Yes, Hemsbach. Yeah. 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 We, yeah. Once again, we shot shot some just wonderful wonderful animals. Well, everything you shot was really nice. It yeah. was. Yeah. yeah. We were very fortunate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And uh, we did uh, how many? I took what, you like, did three, three, three animals days, there. Three days to to, three days. to shoot it. Yeah. And then, uh, and, and then, then the, the last day, the last I... day we did a little less travel on foot. Yeah. Um, we drove to different areas and then just did a little bit of walking up on the dunes. But... And there is a little different too, because the first place that we we went four years ago had more traditional looking dunes with mm-hmm. not very much vegetation, and yeah. these look more like hills, I yeah. guess, because there is more lot, vegetation, lots of vegetation on them. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we. We traipsed around in there, and you got a diker and also a steenbuck. Got them both on on camera, which was yes. awesome. Uh, that's especially diker is very difficult to get on camera because mm-hmm. they're usually they're, they're one of those animals that's it's kind of like a, a rabbit kind of thing. It's all of a sudden boom, it's there. You shoot it or not, right? Yep. Yeah, never stops moving. And well, that's no, what it means, right? No, we were right? very fortunate because <laughs> we we spotted it and and then we were able to make a good stock on it, and yeah, it was good. Yeah, and then uh, we came back. Oh. This was an impromptu stop, though, because oh. uh, we were leaving the Kalahari, and it had taken us quite a bit longer to get there uh, than we had planned, because we did have some tire trouble on one of the vehicles, yeah. and it took us about 13 hours, I think, from from where we were at Mandalay to get all the way up to to uh, where we were hunting it in the Kalahari. But So Terry said on the way back, would anybody be interested in splitting the trip in half? I'd really like to go and see the big hole. And we all said, we have no idea what you're talking about. The what? The what? (laughs) And as it turns out, it was very interesting because that is... It was in Kimberley. It was in Kimberley. And that is where De Beers Diamonds got their start. Yeah. So, and the history there and and the fact that that, the big hole is... um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but the largest man dug hole on earth. Largest or deepest? I'm not sure. No. But what? And it's and it's dug by hand. Yeah. 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 It's all. And it's yeah. like a thousand meters. I don't know. It is a thousand meters deep. A thousand meters yeah. deep. Yeah. And uh, it's so a kilometer deep, and it's got to be two kilometers across. Would you say? It's, yeah. It, yeah. It, it it's remarkable. They also have um, they're, they're, a tour that you can do so they there's a 20 minute uh, video it starts with that that was really good that was interesting yeah. and they did it kind of from, from the perspective of two people that were right. supposed two fictional people that were supposedly there during during the whole discovery and that uh it all started with the uh a kid finding a that's right yeah found a rock in a river that he thought was pretty interesting and it ended up being a huge diamond 
Yeah. yeah. And that's that's what kicked the man off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and his his mum or his dad gave it away to a traveling salesman or something. Mm-hmm. So he said, That rock that rock's really pretty. Well, yeah. you hear you can have it. <laughs> oh, and through the hands it went until someone said, Hey, this is a diamond and yeah. 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 And where did it come from? Mm-hmm. And then they traced it all the way back. Very interesting though, because they um when you get out on the lookout to look over into the big hole, they have a, an area there, and the tour guide tells you that it, I think it's 30 by 30. Something like that, yeah. Um, it, and that was the original claim for each individual that came and, yeah. And, yeah. and staked a claim there. But they were digging by hand, and lots of those claims, they would, they would fall in on each other as yeah. they were digging and whatnot. So it was a very dangerous time. And um, there were two competing factions, and De Beers was one of them. And then they, they, so they competed, and then they, and then they came to an agreement, and De Beers yeah. ended up being the one that that um, won out in the end. But they, as you finish the tour, they take you through how they grade diamonds, what they look like in the rough, and what the different kinds of cuts are. And, uh, and some and some of the diamonds that have actually been been dug rep- there replicas of well replicas sure <laughs> because but, I mean, one of them is and I don't remember what it's called but it sits in Tiffany's in New York City and it is one of the diamonds that was dug there and um, some some of them are like that yeah they're yeah huge. and then they went yeah. the the diamond that or the the final gemstone that they cut it down because they cut it because. All diamonds have a certain amount of flaws or, or color or whatever, and so they, they want to minimize that in the final uh, thing, the final product. So they, they cut it to get around all that stuff. and uh, it, it, was, it was very interesting. I, I, I enjoyed that. Uh, the thing that I enjoyed the most was originally started it was the Orange River or a tributary of the Orange River had, it had actually washed out the diamonds. It was washing it out of the top. Uh, the top layer, and they and they were digging by hand to get to that, and then yep. after a while they they hit kimberlite, right? Okay, which is what kimberly is named after, and the kimberlite pipe is a type of uh, of quartz, and most people once once they hit that hard stuff, they they could no longer mine, mm-hmm. and it, it took it took a lot more technology in that, and then that's when De Beers started buying everything up because yeah. everybody thought it was over, right. and then they actually discovered you know the value of kimberlite pipes and and how, you know I think there's six thousand kimberlite pipes in the in the world and. 2,000 of them are diamondiferous to a certain extent. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's pretty cool. It's really cool anyway. And so then from there, we stayed in Bluefontein that night. Yep. And then we went down to Kirby. And that's where we kind of finished off our hunting. And that's what you got on a on a neighboring property, your um, Red Heart of Beast. You got uh, a Blessy and a, uh, a Blessy and, a zebra. and yep. a zebra. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It was really really a fun trip so that we have eight animals coming home mm-hmm. at some point <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to get back to being a ph um is it unusual your age um there are quite a few people my age who, who have their license yeah um i don't think it's normal to get it at 18 but uh there's lots of guys who do have it yeah, yeah. i was one of there were two other guys my age at the course when i was there Okay. Yeah. So it's, uh, I'd say it's, yeah, pretty normal. Okay. Best part of being a PH? You get a hunt every day. <laughs> Even if you're fun. not pulling the trigger yeah. yourself, you get to. Hunt. Well, I mean, pulling the trigger is such a short amount of time. You know, exactly. It's, uh, you get to do everything else. So. Yeah. 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 Worst part of being a PH? <laughs> well, probably the worst part of hunting, just the the cleanup and all that. You know. Yeah. Doing the animals and, I guess another 
good part of it is all the people you get to meet. You meet really interesting people from all over the world. Yeah. So it's a, it's um, it's a probably doesn't have the most money, but uh, you learn a lot from it, and it's a very valuable job. Yeah. 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 So the biggest oops ever. <laughs> the you big... didn't prepare him for any of this. He's looking Mom. at you like, what is what? <laughs> well, what, what? mine or someone else's? He yeah. says. Well, nothing, nothing yet. Too big. No, no, no. Yeah. He hasn't had time. Yeah, Give, he's been here. Ask, most of the ask time. me again in five years. And yeah, I'm sure I'll have a good answer. Yeah, you're, you're too, too too fresh to to have a had a really proper crack really, up. Really huh? big, a proper mess. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> When something is really good, it's proper. Yeah. And when things go bad, it's they say things went pear shaped. It's all gone pear shaped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The bottom's falling right out of it. Yeah. But while you've been here, you've you've actually been doing some skinning. Uh, yeah. When your dad said that you were coming over, uh, he said that you wanted to, to to skin some of our North American mm-hmm. animals. So I saved a bunch of stuff. Mm. I've, I've saved lynx and beaver and otter and and that sort of thing. So you've been uh, doing that. Yeah. And your thoughts on uh, on that? I enjoy it a lot. I like looking at the finished product, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's definitely different. The fleshing, you know, yeah. and the stretching and boarding them and that kind of thing. And obviously, we put a lot more care into like the eyes and the lips and that of the animals, right. and we're not worried too worried about that here. So it's it's very different, but but the same. You know, so. he likes beaver the best. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I do them really quick. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, part of I mean, what you're doing, the, the, this is prepping fur just for the for the auction. It's very different than if we were prepping it for taxidermy. There, you have to be. Yeah, it's always for taxidermy. Yeah. yeah. So you're doing paws and yeah. I've got a couple of links yeah. that you're going to be doing that way, mm-hmm. prepping for for taxidermy, and it'll it'll uh, give you a little bit more work to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's always more work yeah. to yeah. do there. The thing you you couldn't get over is the fat. Yeah, our animals just don't have that much fat. Yeah. yeah. No. Well, our, our wild game don't. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the beaver is just unreal <laughs> how much fat. It's like your yeah. apron is dripping with fat. Yeah. You haven't done an otter yet. Wait. <laughs> uh, yeah, you have a couple of otter in the freezer yeah. yet, yeah. don't you? Yeah, two otters yeah. to do. Yeah. 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 And any more? And do you have any more whole beavers, or are they all just rough skinned now? There's one whole one. Yeah. Left, and mm-hmm. then it's just fleshing after that. Ah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah, but they, they're they nice when they're done, aren't they? You know, yeah. you get them all boarded, boarded up. up. And yeah, they look cool. Yeah. They do. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. We, uh, beaver is one of those animals. I mean, it was, it, it, it's what uh, explored and, and conquered uh, or, or opened up uh, Canada and it w- mm-hmm. was the beaver trade. Mm-hmm. And it was all for hatting. Yes. Mm-hmm. And for the felt. Act- yes, for making felt. And yeah. actually, it's coming back. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> last uh, last year at the auction, or back in January, February, in that when the, in the auctions, uh, the hatting beaver are starting to, and they want, of course, the winter beaver. Right. But you're starting to get thirty, forty dollars again for. Oh, for really? Beaver. Yeah, that is that is nice, and I mean that is nice because that that does make a a pelt worth something. But then you know, we've we've kind of turned people on to a new use for some of the beaver too. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, anybody that's watched the show knows that we took a, uh, and had a bunch of our beaver uh, tanned, plucked, and sheared, and we took it to uh, our friends over at Sisson Furs and Red Deer for uh, to be made into a beaver blanket. Well, we got it back 
this week. Yes. And it is spectacular. It is yeah. a beautiful piece of art. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's the only way you can... It's an art. It's a... It. Uh, it, it's going to be something to hand down for forever. It's an heirloom. Yeah, it's an heirloom. Yeah. So uh, we'll have to make note in the, in the will. <laughs> oh, we might have to get the children to draw mm. straws. It's going to be an maybe. argument about yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Either that or we're going to have to have two more made. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's unbelievable what a beaver pelt turns into. Oh, yeah. I mean, you wouldn't think that, yeah. you know, when it's on the board that it could turn into a blanket like that. Yeah. It's unreal. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, the it's, hair, the, the, the pelt looks completely different mm-hmm. from when you, yeah. when you first yeah. skin and board them, right? Yeah, we didn't have these, these dyed whatsoever. No. Like you, and there, and a beaver does die really, really well. Like you, yeah. you, we could have had them done in different colors and and did a checkerboard or whatever. Instead, uh, the furrier took and turned the uh, the grain of the fur from one one pelt to the next. That so then the, it looks like the a light, patchwork. Yeah, the yeah, light it looks there like a patchwork quilt. And anyone that that has ever seen a garment made out of sheared beaver, um, you'll you'll appreciate it because the. The beaver does. I mean, I've seen beautiful reds and purples and yeah. greens even um, of, of those hides that have been turned into a garment, mostly coats. And they are just, wow, they are spectacular. Well, it, it is like crushed velvet. Yeah, but, but it's very but plush. But half, half mm-hmm. inch crushed velvet. Yeah. It's just, it beautiful. is just the softest ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, spectacular for... Heavy. Very yeah. heavy. <laughs> That's good, though. <laughs> It'll keep you warm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you're going to see some of that on, a, on an upcoming show. We're, we're, we're just finishing up our editing. We are. This is week three of airing in the U.S. In the U.S. Our thir- the third episode aired yesterday. Yep. In, on, on Pursuit Channel Pursuit in the Channel. U.S. Yep. 6.30 on uh, East, uh, Eastern Standard Time. 6.30 Saturday Evening. Eve, uh, evening, afternoon, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So, yes. And we put uh, episode one of season five up on YouTube and Amazon Prime. Oh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. not very many people are sitting inside unless it's been raining cats and dogs like it has up at our up in our area for the whole month of June and most of July. But um, it was for little... anyone who has a chance to go and watch those episodes, they, we will start uh, populating YouTube and Amazon Prime yeah. uh, weekly? Is no, that not no? weekly. No, don't, Every couple don't, of weeks? Don't nail me down. It'll be hit and miss when I have time. Hmm. <laughs> time is that precious commodity, right? Yeah. 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 We could, we could do with, with the, the rain quitting. It was muddy getting in here. Yeah, well, I've had a fire going for the last couple of days, so I think that's dried the road out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dried out a ringer on the fire. I'll tell yeah, you that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you, yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, when you wake up and there's no fire going, you know, Sandy's not up yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. That's the first thing that happens is the fire's oh, going and no it's hot. Dear. Yeah. Oh, dear. Gunner's had lots of fun out here this weekend. He's been. I think he's pretty tired, though. He's starting to say, hey, you know, I need to go home for mm. a bit. Yeah. Yeah, well, anybody. I guess we need to uh, clean up, uh, have some lunch, and, and pack it and go, huh? Yep, it is that time. I Ryan was encouraging me, though, to call in and play hooky tomorrow so we could stay out <laughs> another day. <laughs> he said no one would miss me. Oh. I wasn't sure whether to take that as a compliment or not. 
<laughs> you know what you need to do is find out which one of your team is bribing you. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it's been fun. Thanks, Brian, for being a good sport and feeling all these surprise questions that Richard no, had for you. No problem. It was fun. <laughs> yeah. And uh, make sure you check out all of our stuff. You can find uh, locations uh, from our website at uh, trappinginc.com. You can get to all of our digital platforms, the Amazon Prime, the YouTube, the uh, podcast. If you're yep. here, you know, you know about it from one direction anyway. Yeah. It's been a good time, and maybe we'll see you down the line. Bye.